Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode 17, Auras and Colour Therapy with Susanna Merrick. Based in New York, Susanna is an intuitive aura reader, wardrobe stylist, and founder of AuraWare. Susanna has created a holistic approach to experience your energy through aesthetic by using the healing powers of colours to help you step into your most authentic self and carve out your dream life. Susanna believes that just as you need a health coach and massage therapist, you need an aura reader to make you feel balanced and in touch with your energy. We loved this conversation so much with Susanna. It was so incredible and made so much sense as well. Yeah, I love Susanna's energy. And I first heard about her and when I was at a group conference in LA quite a few years ago now and I wanted to see her but she was completely booked out and then I heard her on Lacey Phillips podcast and I've been so keen to get her on so it was so good to finally pick her brain and understand color therapy yeah and color therapy literally does make so much sense it's so we know that everything is energy and everything has a frequency and light therapy and color therapy or chromotherapy is literally centuries old like ancient Egypt ancient Greece ancient China ancient India all of those um origins of really natural medicine in our modern day used color and and light therapy and it's so fascinating so fascinating yeah I think all those ancient modalities now are really coming back in a big way and I think it's I'm really excited for you to hear this episode because Uh, I think colour is dismissed as um, an incredible tool that we can have in our kit for healing and connecting to our own energy and, yeah, just opening up a different level of healing. Yeah. And we know that our auras or our energy fields um, around us, colour therapy 
literally kind of applies colors to that electromagnetic body around us and field around us and it can literally transfer that energy into our physical beings Mm. Um, and it was just so cool to speak to Susanna about auras and our aura colors and she touches on it a little bit in this episode but she picked up on um, my aura color and then actually after the conversation picked up on yours too Tara Mm. Um, and we instantly then jumped on to research both of our colors afterwards and it just makes yeah everything click into place and I'm so excited for people to listen to this episode and this interview yeah we're so excited for you to explore this and learn more about color therapy and how you can incorporate it into your life so yeah we'd love to love to hear what you think welcome Susanna welcome to witches being witches we are excited to have you here yeah I'm excited to be here and to chat and to share with you and to connect uh, all the way across from New York City (laughs) Um, we would love to know do you know what your sun uh, rising and moon signs are oh yes so I am a Capricorn sun I am a Libra rising and I am a Scorpio moon. So really, Ooh. I think I always feel like this Scorpio moon, the fact that I'm a Capricorn, you know, just is the base of everything. But I feel like the Scorpio moon and the, the Libra rising really balanced me out. So <laughs> I'm not yeah. a scary human, I promise. <laughs> Capricorn energy. Yeah, that's good energy. Oh, I know. We get such a bad rap sometimes, though. You know, everyone thinks we're so like intense and and organized and it's so not always yeah I have to dispel this with my clients all the time and to me Scorpio is that beautiful balance of being able to be in the physical world and also the spiritual world and just really being able to balance that so yeah I I love the Scorpio energy um oh yeah I it's sorry do you know your human design um, yeah, generator to the max. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, there's no, like, tiptoeing around that one. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I'm not, like, I joke all the time. One of my very good girlfriends is, like, very into uh, human design. And and uh, I just always tell her, like, I don't even, I just, like, barely put my toe in the pool because I feel like if I go down the rabbit hole with it, it's, I'm never going to turn back. Like, I'm not going to care about auras anymore. I'm not going to care about, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, what? No, but obviously auras are a big part of human design. Um, But yeah, I think for me, it's just like, there's so much information out there. And yeah, yeah, but I do everything I hear about generators. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, that's that's definitely me. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a good um, self-mastery tool. And Susanna, we would love to know, how has your path um, where you are right now, how have you got to where you are as uh, an aura stylist? Like, what has the path been um, to lead you here? And because you've really developed this unique offering uh, that I haven't really seen and yeah. yeah, I would love to know how how you got here as far out or um, as detailed as you like. 
Yeah, well, I want everyone to lean in really close and I'll tell you exactly how I did it. I made a decision and I chose to show up and do all the scary things that it took to get there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's kind of a crazy journey, but there, you know, there's so many things that come into play into what I created. Um, and it certainly was a journey coming to find a way to connect. So those of you listening, I connect the aura, I connect to your personal aesthetic and style and your embodiment to your energy through readings. But I also uh, teach you how to start to understand that energy so you can move through it so you can start to create, heal, manifest through your own aesthetic and your style. Why I felt it was important to marry these two um, was not only because of my background uh, in fashion and the things that I loved, um, and not only because I could see and feel and experience and read auras, which was a totally coming out of the closet experience, which is probably for a whole other podcast <laughs> episode, but um, how it really came about was ultimately opening up myself to do the work on myself first and foremost, to create a space to be able to dive in and examine and be seen. And it all just kind of like snow, snowball effect, if you will, like, you know, and I always had kind of big vision of the decision. I was like, okay, I definitely want to draw a line to understanding energy and color and style, but it didn't always start out perfectly. And it wasn't always so easy to quickly draw that line. It came from like several years and many, many, many readings to really come to the place that I am today, which I feel so fortunate to be here, to be able to hold the space and to teach the women that I do get to teach about what I have learned. But yeah, that's kind of like, it's just, it's ever evolving, if you will. Mm. Yes, I love I think that. the best journeys are, aren't they? always evolving but best journeys yeah always yeah yeah <laughs> they're the hardest ones too but they're worth it you know and and it makes me hopeful for what is still to come but I can't wait to share what has come so far <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, Susanna can you explain in in your words um what an aura is and mm -hmm. how that is influencing us yeah, absolutely. So you're, there's lots of probably different definitions you may have heard of about the aura. Um, I come from a little bit more of a controversial school of thought, but essentially you have 12 layers of your aura. You may have heard of seven of these layers, which are generally associated with the chakras, um, but they're essentially believed to be 12. They're very complicated, even for those of us who study the energy of the aura. They're really it's hard to understand and grasp even some of these concepts because some of these concepts are like your connection to God and source. And, and while I always say I will be a forever student of really examining or understanding the aura, the aura is deeply complicated, sorry, Mike. So essentially through these 12 layers of energy, <laughs> there is no one strict color. So your aura is this emission of radiation of electric magnetic energy that comes out of you. It is a field around you, if you will, um, but it's not quite as black and white. I always say your energy isn't like layers, like layers that are surrounding you. It's like layers of you, like you get to decide who sees and experiences parts of your energy. 
you subconsciously oppress some of those layers of energy, you consciously display some of those layers of energy. So it is, it is a very complicated and interesting space that we are still even today exploring. And I really believe in, you know, many, many moons that there will be doctors that use the aura to understand things about people's physical health. And there will be, you know, preachers and pastors and priests that use the aura to understand things about people's spiritual health, or, you know, there's so many different things, but that is the, that is the definition. And the craziest part is that we actually do admit like this small amount of radiation out of us my joke is that it's not enough to kill you, right? But we <laughs> admit this. And for me, that was the biggest connection to understanding your mood, your, your desires, your, you know, manifestations, your, your lifetimes of needing healing, everything. It just, it lives in this space. And um, the more you know, the more you can access. And so seeing someone like myself who can, use color and, and I always say color is kind of like aura color, the colors that come through, it's the language that has the message for you to receive, you know, and one color for you might be different. That color and the and message might be different for someone else. Um, mm. So it really is about what the interpretation of that energy is. And that goes down a whole other rabbit hole of understanding how you, how do you read that energy? And Maybe some of us read them through different senses and some of us might actually physically see them. Um, mm. But, you know, as far as a gift, yes, reading, seeing auras is a gift, but I really believe it's the study that is so, so important to the work because the more you study, the more you learn, the more you read, the more you know. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. With, with anything, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a, mm. it, I don't take it lightly. Like I, and part of the space that I had to really push myself out of, especially with learning about aura is you'll, you'll find that a lot of it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to go and be like, Whoa, what color is my aura? And it's fun to have the personality diagnosis of it. Mm. But for me, it's like, it's really sacred to be the person that gets to hold that space of your energy to then thus share what it's communicating what it has to tell you, what your spirit guides have to tell you, what, you know, is coming through. I mean, it's just mm. this, it's this filter <laughs> that I get to look at and share with you. And, and that to me is, I don't take it lightly for sure. Yeah. Susanna, you were saying that um, you can see that the, the aura is layers and that different colors are are layered and that sometimes we're going to project a different color accordingly can you ever see or do you see someone's aura as one dominant color and yeah how does how does that work is there yeah do you sometimes see the different layers and the colors or is there usually one really dominant color and is there universally one color that is more um common I suppose yes yes to all of your questions it's complicated (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yes absolutely so you know 
I, the, part of the work was when I first started, I would see certain, I would see a lot of colors and it was almost as if I would be like a little embarrassed to be like, well, you're actually all of these colors because mm. sometimes people would come to me and they would be like, well, I want to know my color. Yeah. I want to know me. And that to me, the personality diagnosis of it is where I have kind of found a little bit of conviction of being like, okay, I'm not helping you by telling you who you are, but there are colors that do come through that are specifically like tied to your essence or your soul for mm. your, you know, your mood or what you embody. And so they often do show up, not often or not. And if you've ever had your, or a photograph and put your hands on those electric magnetic plates, they actually measure the frequency that's in your body. And then they, it, it's interpreted through color on the, on the film. Oh, yeah. And so there are people that actually will go get those pictures and the same color will show up from pre uh, predominantly those who have a lot of red. They'll be like, oh, it's red again. I just had like, <laughs> and I have a girlfriend that happens to her a lot. Mine is, I mean, I wish I could show you guys, but I have, you know, I try to get, go get them photographed pretty often and I have every color of the rainbow. Um, but I have a very good girlfriend who is a, she used to work at Domino magazine and she's a very creative artistic person. And she just kept having red show up and red show up. And I started talking a lot to her about it. And only recently did the red really start to shift. And she's like, I had one of those rainbow photos. She was so excited, <laughs> but I do think, I think there is a lot tied to it. And through our journey, not to get too much into that, you know, her conversation, our conversation, but it was very much about what she needed to let go of and move through. Mm. And so your aura, you can really truly change your aura. Like you can change your energy. So I've kind of taken this one step further where I teach you how to like embody certain colors. I teach mm. you, you know, and this is based off of what the colors themselves mean in psychology, spiritually, what the aura colors that we've been told about them. And then my own interpretation of that, like through aesthetic and style and, healing and just like all the things I've learned from I'm like given over 1500 readings at this point which is yeah, wild to think about I don't even know how that's even possible but I've done it um and through those processes I've learned to kind of like coordinate and understand okay these things do show up more often than not and these do so there is a mm. collective right there's mm. a collective of energy we share there's a collective of similar themes we all have mm. But again, it's like, just because we both have, you know, I have blonde hair and brown hair, you have blonde hair and brown hair, you know, but that, that's a similarity mm. and, and something that connects us. But at the same time, you're both, you know, you're, we're all different dynamic humans with a lot of things going on. So that, but aura kind of embodies that too. Mm. So we want to be rainbows, basically. Basically. Yeah, you yeah. are a rainbow. <laughs> I mean, you change your thought. I always say if you change your mind, you change your aura. You know, like it's yeah. kind of that fast and quick for me too, especially when I'm tuned in. And so that's why it's like, if people could really see what I see all the time, they might feel a little crazy and mad, which I did for many years. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> which very is why conscious. I denied it. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling very conscious of my energy right now. Um <laughs> hope I'm oh. projecting. Tara hey, and I I'm are panicking like, about what what color we're emitting. <laughs> oh my gosh! I it's and and you know I will say, uh, it's not like I have like X-ray vision, <laughs> like, <laughs> and like uh, you know, and there is kind of like um, you know, 
an initiation, if you will. Like when I read people's auras and energy, it's like I ask to read them. I, mm-hmm. I have to say, I mean, I'm like, I feel like I kind of sound like a prude over here, but I don't, I don't think I could ever, you know, you get on TikTok and people are like, let's read this celebrity's aura. And I'm like, oh God, <laughs> like I, that feels so like invasive to me mm-hmm. as a reader. Yeah. And why is because you know, it's a, it's a really vulnerable thing to let someone see you and channel for you. And um, especially when so many people have taken advantage of that for hundreds of thousands of years, Mm. (laughs) like literally, Mm. and it's why our industry has a bad name. Um, So for me, I just really, I keep a lot of energetic boundaries around that. And, and at the same time, I think it makes my human experience so different. And like, mm-hmm. I'm very good about being vulnerable with other people and just like being goofy and like letting myself just, cause I, it's not that I see everybody else's, it's just that I know, and I connect to that energy in a way that's like, that's vulnerable. So I can be vulnerable with you too, you know, and just, and allow yeah. that space to flow. I love that. And with um, color, Susanna, because in Vedic astrology, we actually use color and gemstones as a remedy. So if there's a challenging placement, uh, we will um, anchor into a particular color. And that's why I'm so interested with your work, because I really feel as though it's something that is really untouched, that power of color and how Mm -hmm. we can really radically like shift and change our our mood. And so I just would love to hear your thoughts on color as therapy and how in your work, when you are working with your clients and you prescribe them a color, how do you typically get them to work with it? Yeah. So uh, this is such a great question. Um, So color, yeah, healing with color, using color as a modality to um, assist in any kind of transformation has been something that's been done for, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. And what I always find really interesting about healing with color, working with color, it, and especially with the, you know, the understanding that your aura is energy, it moves through you. But our concept and understanding is from, you know, Isaac Newton of color is reflective and color is light. And while obviously we don't know to the full core, the truth of all of that, we do as a collective and <laughs> believe that color is, you know, like reflective light absorption, all mm-hmm. of the things, right? However, your aura is energy. And I see color. So For me, I always kind of like land here. This is where I land. It's like whether color is energetically affecting you, you know, like I really do believe like gemstones and things and minerals, they can energetically impact you and and their medicine, right? Whether color itself is energetically affecting you or you have an emotional and association relationship with it from a very young Mm -hmm. age or the moment you open your eyes to learn about the world, I would say kind of doesn't, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, it's the exploration, it's it's the service of the color that's important. So in my practice, I use color as almost kind of like a box. I tell my clients, I'm like, okay, we're gonna open up this box, <laughs> right? And inside this box, everything's blue. And this is an exploration of, of your healing, your manifestation. So anything that is associated psychology-based, spiritually-based, I put them in those boxes. I give them journal prompts, you know, I give my clients, and this is like, I have a course, y'all are listening, 
where you can learn all of these things. <laughs> but in that box is our place to explore and heal and play. Um, and so depending on what color you're working with, there's different things to kind of move through. And now, obviously, some of this is just kind of my take on mm. the colors and why that's important to say is because there's a there are wonderful studies out there and lots of statistics that do tell you how color can impact us. And it's fascinating. But again, I just want you to be intentional. Like I'm like, be intentional with it and you will get results. Um, whether you're learning to heal your mother wound or you're learning to tap into your inner child, like mm. I got a box for that. <laughs> and so that would be, you would prescribe the color based on the yep. energetic frequency that is required. Exactly. So when you come in, you have a reading, you do get uh, depends on which reading you have with me. Like I have a strictly a um, strictly the aura reading, and then I have a reading where you um, it is a color reading itself, just by itself. We mm. talk about what colors can support you, and then I have my style reading, which is essentially everything in one. And you get a beautiful deck that helps you connect to your energy, your style, and the colors that I prescribed you. But when you get a color prescription from me, generally it's what needs to be in your life. Whether you come to me about, I wanna get clarity on this, I wanna manifest this, um, I wanna heal this. So then I help put together the right colors that are gonna support your energy through whatever you're moving through. Um, mm. Yeah, so. Are there good and bad colors? Does, is that a there, thing? Yeah, no, that's a great, <laughs> absolutely a great question. So there are shadow sides. I call them shadow sides of color. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are, there's the full expression of the color. Mm. So, um, but I don't, I like to live in neutral land with it. Like, well, there's positive sides and there's negative sides. <laughs> it's just, it, so color can be the catalyst that brings forth a message. So I'll give you an example. If yellow, like for instance, when someone has a lot of yellow in their aura and they come to me, <laughs> generally I they're like I'm great like everything is really really great in my life I don't know what you're talking about and then I'm like oh god Ooh, and like I'll start to feel into the energy because they start to panic and I start to panic you know and what I know and what I've experienced and kind of how I've connected the dots over that are those who tend to hold a lot of other people's energy or had to learn how to not sometimes not fully know how to like move through or heal something in the right mm. modality or don't know how to fully be seen or um, have like art can tend to be like overly optimistic. It can come with like so many different kind of messages, but like I'll, I'm trying to give like a specific example. Like I had a, I had a client one time come and have a reading and um, they were like so joyful and beautiful in their energy. Like you would think about yellow but it came through that they had a really, really difficult, difficult childhood. I mean, like really difficult. And I picked up on that energy and it gave them an opportunity to really share that part of their story, which they were like, I've never really shared that mm -hmm. or like said that out loud. And so that's kind of like an example of a shadow side, but it's not like, a, it's not a negative thing. Mm. It's just saying that, sometimes these sides of the energy can be a little bit more complicated and or 
anxiety is often yellow. Physical anxiety mm. in the body is often yellow. But then like endurance and stamina in the body is often yellow. So it, it really is for me, I'm very clairsentient. So it's like, how does it feel? What does it feel like? Yeah. Um, and that's how I usually am able to kind of decipher if it's a shadow color for you or a really supportive color. Um, and then I make sure that I assign those colors to you to work with outside of that modality, outside of your aura by wearing it or having it in your space or using it in your meditations, um, depending on if you need it or not, even if it's in your aura. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So it's kind of like the colors have their lower vibrational and their higher vibrational frequencies and you can tune yeah. to. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. And then I'd love to know, Susanna, in your work, how you use this power of color with your fashion background, with mm. creating a style. Like that really fascinates. Um, so Emily yeah. and I have a background in fashion, so we still geek out on this. So we'd love to know how you sort of style someone's energy, basically, from physical yeah. expression. Mm. Yeah. So the way that I, it, so there's, first of all, I always kind of say there's like pillars, right? There's understanding your energy in your aura. So learning those colors and understanding those colors. Then there is the modality of healing with color, using mm -hmm. color intentionally, purposefully, whether wearing it. And then the style element for me is more about the embodiment. So there is like, you know, as you asked earlier, Emily, there's like a collective of, of energy and I have kind of like learned to kind of pick the themes of these energies and what we want to feel in that um and so then I I named I named each of the aura archetypes and this is like literally one thing I geek out about the most is like this is probably my favorite thing to develop within my business um was these archetypes so these style archetypes if you will and one of the things that I found very problematic with our industry, with the fashion industry, and I say ours, because I know you come from that space, that <laughs> world, um, is that there is a lot of ideas around status in fashion and style. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I really wanted to debunk that because I think that's very confusing for people, especially when people are really looking to just feel embodied and good and, and trust in a way that makes them want to feel like their best version of themselves. Mm. And so I wanted to kind of debunk this idea that, you know, fashion is fashion is this, is this luxury, is this status quo, you know, thing that you can only have if you're in that world. And I wanted to make it more accessible. And so one of the things I first had to look at was, oh, interesting, like, no, you're not just one style. Like there's not just one person, mm. you know, and there's so much like, oh, figure out your personal style. And then people like, will go shopping. And I would find this a lot with clients. Like they'd be like, well, I can only buy this and I can only wear this and this shape doesn't look good on me. And da, 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 yeah. da. And there was so, there was no story around, well, what do you, what do you want to feel? Like, yeah, you, what part are you dressing for? And so from there, that's when I created the archetype. So I think there's like over eight or nine. I don't even know off the top of my head. You, if you're listening, I am 22 weeks pregnant. <laughs> Pregnancy brain is a real thing. I used to like roll my eyes when my friends would be like, oh, I'm pregnant, I forget. I'm like, no, it's actually real. Um, like you don't remember the simplest things. Like I'm surprised I remember my husband's name right now. So 
<laughs> but you know his but, color. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can identify him. He's really <laughs> So anyways, uh, there's in each of these archetypes kind of represent different, different constructs. So for instance, if you are embodying more pink or want to have more of a pink archetype or style, this is about getting into your feminine. It's about being really playful and girly. And, you know, that can be reflected in lace and bows and ruffles and, and T-linked dresses, you know, like, but like, what is happening in your life right now that you're gravitating to that, you know, like, Hmm. and I and like what does that look like for you because it might not be like you might be like a major majorly like into sports and a total like never like want to wear a dress but like you still want to feel feminine sometimes so Hmm. what is pink embodied for you so I teach women how to look at these different archetypes and draw for them what they need and Hmm. how and look at your closet ultimately differently like you don't need to go shopping you just need to pull out certain items in your closet and see how they feel. So the so I teach you how to dress in a way that connects to the embodiment and the version of yourself now and the version that you want to be or like what you're manifesting, what you're creating in your life. Style has this really powerful way of helping us feel the confidence to like step into the expression of who we want to be. And we know with manifestation we first have to embody, we have to have the vision, we have to feel in order to create. So it's just your gateway drug Mm, (laughs) to have whatever you want in your life. (laughs) That's so powerful, Susanna. And I've never actually heard style spoken about like that. Yeah, And that's just so liberating because I was just thinking about my closet and you know, you go in there and it kind of yeah. is like bright colors, different silhouettes, and then like uh, really structured stuff. And so it looks really eclectic and yeah. like it has no order, but it's that I find is really liberating because I thought, oh, I need to like stick to this or this suits mm. me. So I need to stick to that. But yeah like I think on that subconscious level like going to those um those shapes and that style that is going to help us with our energy is just Mm, such a beautiful way to look at it like I find that so empowering no I I love and I love that you find that you find that connection too because that's for me what I really want the work to do and I want I wanted to change a lot of things about our industry, you know, and I wanted, and it, that's why I said, it's like, this was like a snowball effect, but it took time for me to connect these things. And, you know, anytime you're, you're working for yourself or you're manifesting your career or whatever you want to create, mm-hmm. um, you do start to think about what are your values? Like what, and for me, mm-hmm. so much of what our industry has faced over the last few years with climate change and with fast fashion, um, and within like the status quo element of fashion and style. And now there's everything so instant. Everything is so like, okay, you instantly see all these trends and then instantly they're over. And it was just like so overwhelming to me. And I felt really, really called to find a way, first and foremost for myself to reconnect to what I have and build, I call it wealth in your wardrobe, build wealth in your wardrobe without... (laughs) without like actually going out and spending a bunch of money on clothes. Mm. And so, so one of the first exercises I do 
with you is like first to help you figure out what your style story is. And I mean, there's and I'm just to be transparent with anyone listening, because I'm sure there's people here who don't know who I am and don't even know what I do. I give aura readings. I am a a style and embodiment coach and work with women one-on-one through this. I have a whole program I put them through to find that embodiment, to manifest, to create, um, and do that kind of space holding. I have a course where you can access these different steps and I do private group programming. So, but all of these tools are used across the board. And I think that's just important to say, cause they're like, what does she do? Do you do this in a virtual reading? No, not to that capacity. It's actually some things that are done over time. But the point is that there is a ritual in the practice of the closet, right? So I have you bring out the things, like the things that you're like, oh, I don't wear that because where am I going to wear it to or this or that? It's not actually about wearing it to that event or not. It's about the ritual and the act of getting ready. And I think with the pandemic and so much of what we've Mm. been through, we've kind of finally learned that like, oh, we don't need to consume a lot. Like, and we can really start to appreciate what we have. So I teach you kind of how to figure out inventory in your closet by like creating a new relationship with things that you already have Mm. based off of what you need. So it's it's like rewiring Mm. your brain to look at your closet differently. And what's great about this is that when you start to shop and when you do start to integrate new pieces into your wardrobe, you're so incredibly intentional with it. Mm. And you start to think, okay, how does this piece, can I, how do I wear this across the board? Like how, how versatile is this piece? How much longevity does this piece have? Do I see myself wearing this as a, my 90 year old version self? Like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you can see that far, then by all means, always buy it. But, <laughs> you know, and like, how does it fit into your world? And, and so for me, what was developed from there was a ritual, a practice, mm-hmm. like getting dressed, getting ready, honoring yourself with that time and energy, even if you just put it on for a little while mm-hmm. and go have a Zoom call and then put it back on the hanger and hang it up. Like yeah. you did that that day. And you felt that, you know, I think so much of style and fashion is uh, about dressing for someone else. And you were saying before about dressing for status and it's, it's so often that we wear things because we should, or because it's, it's in trend at the moment and we're just constantly dressing for someone else. But it's really, um, as Tara said, so empowering to come back to dressing for you and how you want to feel and how you do feel and embodying yourself. I think that's, yeah, Mm. I I think that's how we can still love fashion and how fashion and style can still be so therapeutic for us when there's that conception that it's, yeah. Oh, well, you bring up something much bigger that I'm like chomping at the bit to talk about because it's like my new favorite thing. Do it. (laughs) Wait, wait. Okay. So we, as women, we, we don't dress for men. We always, we've heard this, right? We don't dress for men. We, we dress for our friends. We dress for, you know, like other women, certain other women. And what's interesting to me is that there is a, you know, and it's, you know, as long as it's done the right way, uh, and not in a way that's in the status quo and the, you know, of fashion when it's done in a way that is about adornment and expression and just like creativity, even for many of us, it's so fun. Um, but 
there is something, there's a kinship and a sisterhood in that as well. And like, I know, like, for instance, I live, I moved, I just moved and my girlfriend bought this house and she's like a, a Reiki master and she lives downstairs. She's Christina Lovey, shout out to her. You guys, if you're in Brooklyn or New York, she's a great Reiki master. Um, and anyway, she lives below me and she also worked in the fashion industry for many months, worked for Mara Hoffman for many years. And we literally like walk our dogs and we get dressed for each other, <laughs> you know, and, but we talk about it a lot. I mean, she obviously knows what I do, but we do. And, and I just started my first like women's circle and private group programming, which will be rolling out in a bigger capacity, but I want to start smaller and really like nurture and, and really see how safe that space can be first and foremost. Um, but it is a space where it allows you to be fully expressed and seen. And so we show up to talk about our style, we should talk about fashion, but we we talk about what we're wanting to embody or what might what doors we might not be fully opening for ourselves or believing to be possible, all while looking at each other, going, Oh yeah, that's great. Oh, that I feel like that's what you're wanting to embody. That's that's what you need to be wearing. And we get in each other's closets and we show clothes. And it's it's interesting because it's not just about like, do you like this outfit? Is this cute? It's about like the friendship and the relationship that women get to have. And at the same time being seen and also expressed. And mm. I think that we have desperately craved this in the last couple of years, so much to the point where I'm like, I, I'm relaunching my course again here in March. And I'm like, I have to add an extra element of group programming to it. Cause even though you know, everybody's on there on their own pace and I'm like, you're in there, but you need to support, like, you know, it's not, the, it's not the same as just being on the Slack group or this or that. Like we need to be meeting and circle and connecting. Um, but yeah, but okay. I, that sounds so therapeutic. I would, I would highly benefit from one of those sessions. <laughs> I think so. it's easier to make connections, isn't it? When we are embodying ourselves, when we are being our true self. So it makes sense to that. Yeah. We can really um, harness those relationships when we are dressing to represent who we are. Clothes and allows are, people to connect are, to us. Clothes are interesting like that though. They allow us to, you know, I don't think they, I think we often hear that like clothes are, oh, uh, you know, like, oh, I get to be that person. But like, you are yeah. that person. <laughs> this is just your way of showing us or like you even that you're that person. And and I think that that's where when you start to put it on, there's something really magical that happens where you're like, oh, I am sexy. Yeah. Ah, okay. Or, I, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> or you know like I am really powerful or I do feel really poised or put together I am organized I am confident like that can come from just a, a blouse that's the craziest mm. part <laughs> mm. yeah and it's leaning into that as well I have found that with my whole fashion journey, what it's done for me and, you know, exactly what you say about that conscious consumerism, I will always make sure that I'm buying like the highest quality pieces because I want them to last me for a long time. And that's how I can get sort of over that guilt of buying something when I do. And I noticed yeah. that a lot of the pieces in my closet 
I wasn't actually wearing because I was saving them for, you know, that right occasion. And like over these last probably couple of months, I've just started wearing like my luxe dresses, like out to coffee and it has just been (laughs) the best um, because it just makes you feel so good. And yeah, yeah, it's just something that we don't consciously step into. So I love having this conversation that we can, um, it really does affect our energy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I heard someone say the other day, like burn, burn your best candle, write in your favorite journal, like drink your best teas, like don't save things for those special moments. And like what yeah. you're saying, Tara, just makes me think of that. It's like, yeah, put on that gown with a pair of tennis <laughs> shoes and a leather jacket and like live <laughs> your best life. Go to brunch, like go meet a firm for coffee. Go walk your dog. <laughs> put the bins out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Susanna, I would love to know, when we're um, talking about colour, um, do you see a colour for the year? Like, do you, mm-hmm. is there a colour that you're personally working with, like with this stage where you are in, in your life? Yeah. Uh, well, I think this is so personalized. I think collectively there, I mean, with the pandemic, we certainly did have like, there were collective colours. And it's so funny because mm-hmm. Pandora, they're so smart over at Pandora or Pan, uh, Pantone. I don't know why I said Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pantone, they're very smart. <laughs> I'm like, you guys better get a sponsorship from them now. <laughs> yeah, brand deal for sure. <laughs> a Pandora bracelet. That is one thing that's not in my closet, let me tell you. Um, and if it isn't yours and it brings you all the joy, I listen, no judgment, because that's what it's all about. <laughs> um, but no Pantone. So Pantone's like really smart about kind of understanding collectively the inner, you know, the psychology behind colors and like what's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I'm really big on, you know, what is seasonal in your life and uh what is kind of needed at that moment in time. And, you know, depending on what someone's moving through, there's specific colors that help them. But for me personally right now, uh, the color I've been working with a lot is violet and purple. And I just really, as I begin to embark on motherhood for myself, I had a lot of, I come from a, and part of the reason I do this work is so much around the fact that I grew up in a very religious, strict cult and um, so much of what was taught to me about my body was that, um, you know, I had to be in control of it. I could cause a man to sin or lust based off of what I wore and how I dressed in my beauty and blah, 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 which really messed with my head. And so mm-hmm. much of the reason why I find it so empowering to kind of take the reins to your own style and aesthetic and energy um, and beauty even. But um, something I'm learning is like, as I start to step into motherhood, there is this massive grief process you go through again, where you're like letting go of of the old version of yourself. Um, And so much of what you're told is that, you know, kiss your life goodbye. Mm-hmm. Say goodbye to date nights with your husband. Say goodbye to sleep. Say goodbye to this. Da, da, da. Like 
you're going to be a completely different person. And so for me, working with Violet right now is actually about really bringing big vision to myself because as you're mm. going through that season of grief, it is so hard to be in a positive mindset to actually invite in big vision. And so working with Violet, being really intentional about like, you know, the unknown and the mystery on the other side and the intuition that you get to embark on when you step into motherhood. Like those are all things that are actually very closely associated with purple, with violet. Um, it's a regal and royal color that's been used and it's very sacred, you know, it's like very big in the church and in, in religions. And, mm. and so for me, as I embark on a, what I consider to be a very sacred initiation, <laughs> Of, of life itself, like giving birth and your body, it's just wild. That That's mm. the color that I've like been very, like I'm amethyst in my room. I've like bought a specific like jumpsuit that I was like, this can last me, it's purple. Like this will last me my entire pregnancy. Like, <laughs> but it's that the color that I am in. And I really am challenging myself within my journal prompts and my meditations I'm using and like to really allow myself just the highest the biggest vision and like of what motherhood's gonna look like for me well purple's that third eye chakra color isn't it so yeah yeah that exactly yeah vision yeah and like you know what's you guys know what's up you know what i know your <laughs> listeners do too they're all like super on it <laughs> they're like connected all the dots <laughs> yeah it's cool but it makes so much sense are there colors that we should wear i know you were saying before about and there's that quote that you dress for who you want to be. And you were saying about, yeah. you know, embodying yourself, your current self, but then that future self and what you want as well. If we are wanting to manifest more money for this year, or we're wanting to manifest a relationship this year, are there particular colors that we should work with for those things? Asking for a friend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Asking for Emily. <laughs> I, just, I don't know where those things came from. They just came out of my web. What? No, no, absolutely. You know, yes, yes. And um, I wonder, I'm trying to think of an example. You know, something that I just try to do as a human in this space is that obviously there's so many amazing, interesting tools spiritually across the board, like, it, like from everything from yoga to forest styling, which is a thing. Like, there's just so many things that we can use from, you know, human design, astrology, that all help us be seen. Mm. I, I have to say, and this is probably my weak line, if you will, I get so like tunnel vision about things because mm. why it's because I want to make sure that I'm always coming from this really organic place of discovery or like I can connect the dots to certain things, but um, okay. So the answer to this is <laughs> that there's there's more work that goes into it. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You can have a color, but at the end of the day, it's it's the intention that you bring. It's the color you yes. work with to be extra intentional that you start to really invite these things in. So it feels important to say before I'm like, yes, yeah. Emily, go put on a green shirt and you're going to manifest all the money. Like yeah. sit, in, sit in my house and wear a color that's yeah. going to attract a relationship, but don't talk to any men. Don't yeah, go don't anywhere that there men. is Don't men. go anywhere. <laughs> One will just magically appear if I wear that color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is where like, I really take the work a few steps further is that like, and I call it color exploration. 
um, when you're in my coaching program, I give you this book. I'm like, I swear it's like the color Bible. It's like this thick um, where he'll be like, okay, we're going to work with turquoise today. P turn to page 56. <laughs> um, and they like turn there and then like, they will be like, here's how to be like, here's the meditation to use. Here's a journal prompts here is the, this is what you were going to explore within mm -hmm. that. So green is one of those colors that I use a lot for people that are like, you know, a big thing that everyone always says before they manifest is that I bet we, I'm guilty of it too. They're like, I just need to get really organized. I just need to get, everything needs to be really, there needs to be less chaos. I need to get everything really organized. And then I can create X. Yeah. Everyone always says this and I'm like, interesting. <laughs> um, but if that doesn't exist, then nothing else like can happen in that space. So green is like that. So I'm always like, okay, great. Like you want, you want to manifest more money. Let's get you in your type A energy. Let's have you dressing for success. Let's have you getting really, really clear on what needs to be organized. Get, get, get over the fear of looking at your finances right now and start exploring all of those things. And at the same time, I want you writing in green. I want you writing in a green notebook. I want you wearing green. I want you meditating around the color. So why this is important it's because every time you consciously see that color, mm. you will be infusing and, and ultimately reprogramming and, and confirming what you're working through. And <laughs> it might be energetically affecting you, which is something I genuinely believe. Mm. So you can really actually start to take action instead of sitting on your couch and waiting for the man to come to you right so there is there's like there's steps to it but um yeah it works because I see my women create and manifest and get these specific results they want but as a space holder the teacher I always just have I'm still dumbfounded by it I'm still in awe because I do really think color has a massive energetic effect on us yeah Totally. I used to hate wearing color. I yeah. honestly, Tara will vouch for this. I exclusively wore black from the moment I left high school right through until probably two years ago. I literally yeah. would wear black or maybe occasionally white with black or under black, but it was just black all the time. But can I ask you, <laughs> I think this might be fun because this might, yeah. can I ask you a couple questions about yeah. that time? So when do you feel like you really found your like spiritual stride? Yeah. Uh, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I kind of stopped wearing black you, all the time. Yeah. And when did you start feeling like really your fully expressed self? In the past year. Yeah. 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 It, I don't, you know, oftentimes people ask me, is like, uh, all I wear is black or was all I wore was black for a really long time. Like really, really, really long time. Um, black or is black bad or do I have a black aura? You know, mm. this is all what comes up a lot. And black is about protection. And black mm. is, black is, I, I, I think black is such a powerful tool. And when we're, we're craving it or want to wear it, it's like, I love to honor that, but people get really freaked out when they're like, Suzanne, you're wearing a lot of black. And I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> but it, <laughs> but, um, but it, it, it like 
so think about it this way like when you think about new yorkers you think about the fashion industry it's like black it's cool and chic yeah. and confident and you know um because black doesn't communicate a lot yeah and you get to have a very clear and concise way of letting yourself be seen and ultimately I mean I think it's just subconsciously your way of staying safe you know and and ways of people staying safe um but yeah I mean black is an important it is an important color that I often Mm. tell clients I'm like you go go put on black wear black for a little while Mm. until you move through this it's not going to be low energy it's you know it's what you need but yeah, yeah it is interesting but usually when we start to like step out want to be more fully expressed we're like okay I'm ready to shed the black I'm ready yeah. to move into color yeah, yeah. So, and that makes sense because Emily is a reflector so that element of protection yeah. like protecting your energy yeah. makes oh. a lot of sense but now like you've harnessed the ability to to do that and that's fascinating I still wear my black yeah. obsidian though yeah. when I'm with clients or yeah, mm. in certain environments, I wear that for my protection. So I've still got my black. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I just wear oh, it with so... color. <laughs> well, Emily, you have a lot of just like what I would call like soul energy, blue energy, like you have a lot of blue just naturally in your aura, mm-hmm. which is, it's very common to, to when you have a lot of that, just, just yeah, your okay. essence and kind of your space holding and yeah, every color is a rainbow. Yes, call it all in. Um, but that makes a lot of sense because it is y- you're you are exerting a lot out to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, I don't know enough about. Uh, wait, I'm gonna human design like generators. I generate energy, right? I gen- like I'm like a. I don't reflectors <laughs> are kind of like similar to um, projectors in the sense, right, where they're. Yeah, they, they need they, yeah. yeah so you have to almost like harness it and so black helps you harness it I'm sure so I don't yeah. I could like go on forever but that's I think that's a like interesting that that's what you wear yeah and it's interesting with the blue color because I see Emily as a mermaid the like the mermaid yeah. the, like, <laughs> in the sea. so sorry <laughs> totally i love it she probably does you probably show more green actually when you're with her so there is that almost like that like aquatic color and yeah cool interesting interesting very cool um susanna we would um love to um ask you what we end on is what does health is the new wealth mean to you Oh, health is the new wealth. I think that means the investment in self. Like mm. when I think about the word wealth or, or uh, wealth, it often it think, I think about like abundance and um, cultivation, you know, and not necessarily about just the, you know, the riches of the, of, mm. of it. But I think there is something to be said about the, inve- like, I think people are getting really wise to investing in, in themselves and, mm-hmm. and um, different modalities that are going to bring that, you know. Um, and with that comes a great responsibility that us as space holders have, you know. And um, because this industry, because this world was so sold as like snake oil and this and that, and no one, you know, 
with like that's how it was for hundreds of thousands of years now mm -hmm. science is backing up so much of what we are creating in this space and we are consciously leveling up so to me that is where people are really starting to invest they're investing back mm -hmm. in themselves they're investing in practitioners or investing in space holders um, because they're getting results mm -hmm. and that is wealth yeah, I love that answer. And Susanna, we would love to know in your service offerings, um, you've mentioned a few, but how is the best way to access you? And yeah, what is what is coming up for you? What are you excited about for the rest yeah. of the year? Obviously, yeah, maybe. <laughs> totally. yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> I, I, oh my gosh, so many things. I, it's... <laughs> I have been so, you know, through the pandemic, I was so focused on, I, at one point I was like booked out for like six months mm -hmm. of readings. Cause I did a couple of podcasts and, and it, it was also just very apparent that people needed that space holding. Mm -hmm. So readings are a great way to get into, um, I get to kind of learn about what I do and what I create and how I can hold space for you. And just even just get a sense and understanding of your aura. So you can take that tool and and the color and move through. But um, mm. my business is changing a lot because of that. I ended up going kind of a little underground and I had over like 30 one-on-one -on -one coaching clients and I was just like, okay, I'm in my bubble. <laughs> you couldn't book me for six months. And now uh, things are like starting to lighten up. I've gotten through those big waves in my business. And now I'm creating this you know, group coaching program. I have a course you can access. The course is called Style Your Intuition. Uh, I made, it, it's one of my lowest tier price point options. I made it that way because I just wanted you to be able to access the work. Um, there's a free masterclass I, you can sign up for on my website. Um, and you can follow me at Auraware NYC. I love just, I just, that's where I pour most of my heart and my soul. Because obviously I talk a lot and I really enjoy what I get to teach and do. <laughs> so. If you're just curious about this space, go give me a follow over at AuraWare NYC um, and begin to learn how you can start to tap into your aura from a place of your style and aesthetic. Thank you so much, Susanna. Thanks for listening, fellow witch. If you love this episode, please leave us a rating and a review. And come and join us on social media. We are on Instagram as at witches being witches. And we have our free online Facebook community, WBW Coven. Bye, fellow witch. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth. And kindness is a new call. We'll see you next episode.